Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio podcast with Seth and Jess. Nothing frustrates me more than being judged by what version of the Bible I read. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Okay, I mean, there are other things, of course, that frustrate me, but definitely having another Christian say, you know, if you're not reading the King James version of the Bible, are you really reading scripture? Yeah. I mean, that's it's hard to it's hard to fathom. I remember when um, I first became a Christian. I became a Christian at the age of about twenty two, mm-hmm. right? And if somebody had plopped down the family King James version of the Bible and said, "Here, read this," what hath you given me to read? What hath you given me? <laughs> I know. What are thou? Do-? And it's like I wouldn't. I I wouldn't have gotten much out of it. It would have been very yes. frustrating. Instead, a very good friend of mine handed me a paperback. Living Bible, the the something of that nature. It was easy to read. It was quick to read, and that's how I started my journey yeah. in in studying the Word and understanding. Oh, hang on a second. You mean to tell me that Christianity isn't going to church? It's it's a relationship. It's a with relationship. Jesus? Stop it. And let us just say before we finish this conversation, if the KJV is your jam, right? Okay, that is you. That right. is all good. If you read the NLT, the NIV, that is whatever NASV, you uh, connect with. ABC, RBQ, whatever <laughs> the initials you. are. I like the NLT and I love the Message yeah. Bible. That is what I connect with. But um, we decided to have this conversation today because, um, well, because of a lot of things, but also um, because I read a scripture um, and a friend, and I love I love this friend so mm-hmm. much, but a friend was like, no, this is the version of the Bible I read, and this mm-hmm. is really the right way to, to mm-hmm. recite the scripture. This word is changed, and this, this word. And, and this like, is how you really should interpret this <clears throat> verse. Right. And I was like, you know, if that's how you interpret mm-hmm. it, if that's the version of the Bible you love, then... I love that you love it, but right. that doesn't make my version incorrect. You know what I exactly. mean? What I love uh, about it just rubbed me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I I get that because I've had I've had people with really good intentions from the church, from the pastorship and leadership of the church mean to be helpful and what they ended up doing was being very hurtful and off-putting. Yeah. And putting distance between me and the church in and wasn't helping yes. close the gap between me and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing: there are a bazillion different versions, interpretations, and so forth. Because there's a bazillion different people who need to hear a bazillion different things yes. at a bazillion different times. Mm-hmm. It's odd, but we have to understand that God doesn't think and perform His miracles in our level of understanding. Right. It takes different ways to reach different people, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. When I was riding motorcycles up in Montana, if somebody had come up to me and said, can I, can I tell you about Jesus? I probably would have punched him in the face. No. Because it's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. You are a loafer. But they were still planting seeds. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And they probably did. But, you know, here I am, a leather jacket, hardcore biker kind of guy, and you're in boat shoes and a sweater tied around your neck, you and I aren't going to communicate because you've not walked in my shoes. I haven't walked in yours. 
But now when a biker came up to me, gruff, hardcore, gnarly guy, and said, boy, you need Jesus. It's like, okay, hang on a second. You've been down a path that I'm familiar with. Why? Why do I need Jesus? Talk to me a little bit. There was communication. There was there was a connection there. Yeah. So the King James Version is going to talk to some people and reach them deep in their heart. And others are going to open it and go, what? What? Uh, hang on a second. Yeah. That's why there's so many different versions, so many ways God speaks to our heart. Exactly. And honestly, there, I, I love the Message Bible, but and then there are still some passages that I read in the Message Bible, and I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. let me see what the King James says about this. Exactly. Like there, it just, I guess for me, I just, I feel like so many people run from Christianity. They run from the church when you have a Christian coming to them, especially new believers, mm-hmm. saying, no, do it like this. <laughs> no, be a believer like this. Mm-hmm. No, follow Jesus like this. Right. There should be more of develop a relationship with him. Yeah. If I read a scripture from the Message Bible, don't tell me, no, don't read it from the Message Bible. You go read that scripture from King James. Like, I, as Christians, as fellow believers, don't do that. Just encourage a fellow believer to read. Just encourage a fellow believer to be in the Word. Exactly. You know? Because the same Holy Spirit that wrote the Bible is the same Holy Spirit that dwells within us as Christians. Yeah. Let's leave the job to the Holy Spirit about Mm -hmm. guiding, directing, leading, because I'm kind of in the camp of God knows what's best when it's best. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Um, I'm also in the camp that there isn't a perfect denomination, right? Right, yeah. We, every denomination goes a little sideways on something here and there. There's not one where I feel, and, and forgive me if this is offensive, but I don't think God's going to come back and go, you guys over here, you're perfect, absolutely perfect. Nothing you've done is wrong. Love it. Come on up. We're good. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. We're all, hey, we're all sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God. I've read mm-hmm. that somewhere. So I, it is frustrating when you have someone that um, tells you you're not a good enough Christian or your faith isn't strong enough because you aren't doing it the way they think it should be done. Right. And, you know, I've, I guess some of my frustration comes from also because I have so many friends who are not believers yet, so many friends that right. are praying for their salvation. Yeah. And I'm trying to plant seeds and I'm sitting here pleading my case. I'm like, listen, I don't I never want to beat them over the head with a Bible or anything right. like that. But right. I do want to tell them, man, if you just know Jesus, mm-hmm. life is so much better. And it's so hard for me to plead my case when there are some believers that are telling them, you know, you have to act a certain way or you have to read this. You have to read, you know, you have to be a certain way. You have to act like me in mm-hmm. order for Jesus to love you, in order for you to be a good Christian, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just trying to tell them to develop a relationship. And it's just so hard trying to persuade non-believers in this day and time to yeah. Follow Jesus, not Christians. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's what that's what I 
have always told me, I don't know if I'm making any sense or not. I have all of these thoughts swarming around in my head and I'm trying to get them all out. But what I'm basically saying is what I have always told my children and what I'm telling my friends who have doubts, who are still um, struggling in their walk with Christ. I'm like, listen, don't follow me. Right. Don't follow other Christians. You follow Jesus. You develop a relationship with him. You are not seeking a relationship with your church. You want to be in community, yes. Mm-hmm. But don't you follow other Christians? Don't you follow other believers? You follow Jesus, right? Don't don't let Christians spoil your relationship with Jesus. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and if I'm does. stepping on some toes here, I'm sorry, but that's how it should be. I, you don't try to act like any other Christian. You just develop a relationship with him, and the rest will fall into place. And that's just how I feel about it. I, I completely agree with you. I was at a barbecue festival many, many years ago, and my wife and I had decided to try a new, smaller church in our town. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a younger group of, of uh, believers, and they met in a little borrowed gym, right? <laughs> and the music was a little rock and roll, you know? And um, I met one of the Sunday school teachers from our old church at this barbecue event. He's like, hey, Seth, haven't seen you in a while. Where, where, you guys, where have you been? I said, like, well, we're going to this other church across town. And the countenance on his face dropped. It was like he was disappointed. Oh. He goes, oh, I see. And we chatted We chatted a little more, but the conversation got cool, and I could feel there was something there. And I said, well, I, you know, I got to catch up. I got, you know, stage time or whatever. We're doing this, that, and the other thing. And he said, well, when you and your family decide to come back to a real church, we'll be here waiting for you. Not cool. Oh, and I stopped, and I turned, and I said, Let me explain something to you right now. You and that attitude is what is driving people away from the church. Stop it. I said, the church that we are going to is a Bible-believing, honest-to-God church. And I don't need to hear that, and nobody needs to hear that from you. Not sure how you are improving the relationship with Jesus. No. You have a great rest of your day. And I walked away from it. I was so angry because, oh, you're not coming back to our church. You're going off to this little offshoot church that's a small. Well, when you're ready to come back to a real church. Really? Now, see, I believe in going hard for your church. You should. Sure. But. You don't have to put down another church. You don't like that's not Christ like at all. Like, don't do that. No, don't like that serves no purpose for Mm. any anybody. No, you know, it drives it, it very easily could have driven me. To say, you know what? I'm done with organized religion entirely. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going to go to your church. I'm not going to go to that church. If I'm yeah. going to get flack because I'm going to this church or that, I'm not going. Yeah. It's the same thing that when you attend a church and people kind of judge how you're dressed or they are a little judgy in who you are friends with during the uh, coffee and cookie hour after <laughs> the service. There are things that we do that step on the toes of a Jesus-centered relationship, but the, the truth is we're human beings. 
Yeah. This is how we treat each other out of church too. You've experienced when you've gone to like a little social gathering, you know, mm-hmm. somebody, uh, remember back in high school? Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. If you didn't belong <laughs> to the right clique, right? If you mm-hmm. didn't belong to the right group of people, well, you know. Well, mm. there are cliques in churches. Of course still, there are. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Because we're human. We are human. Yes. I, you know, I feel like churches have come a long way. Well, in my experience anyway, I'm, I, Grew up in a come-as-you-are church, but it really wasn't come-as-you-are because... Okay, what do you mean? Well, um, I felt like you had to look a certain way. You had to be a certain way. Oh, okay. Right. But do you know what I'm saying? I do. Um, They said come-as-you-are, but you still had to be... (laughs) Come-as-you-are as as long as the way you are fits the way we want you to be. (laughs) And I truly feel like now I belong to a church Well. Where I can literally come dressed as I am, right. and I can also be a hot mess, mm-hmm. and I am still accepted, mm-hmm. um, both literally, figuratively, everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, and I believe um, there are a lot of churches like that. So, and I believe churches are, like I said, they've come a long way, at least in sure. my experience. Sure. Um. But there's still a but long way to go. There still is a long way to go. But I also feel like you can't just rely on the four walls of the church to be the church. You have to be the church in your community. You have to be yes. the church um, in your home. Right. You can't rely on the church itself, the church, the institution, to be the only Jesus. Do you know what exactly. I'm saying? You have to... Be the church when you meet people. You mm-hmm. have to um, take people to lunch mm-hmm. and be the church. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. You have to, every person you meet, you have to be an example of mm-hmm. being the church. And this is kind of calls back to what I was saying. Different people reach people at their point in life um, in different ways. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean, when I say be the church, that doesn't mean you be judgmental. Oh, exactly. And you, right, right, you right. Know, it, it just means just be Jesus. Show just the spread love. the gospel. Show the love uh-huh. and introduce Jesus to people. And you can introduce Jesus to people without saying, here, this is who Jesus is, but I need you to love him this way. Mm-hmm. I need you to have a relationship with him this way. You know what? Just introduce Jesus and then let him do the rest. Exactly. <laughs> like we don't have to do it for him. No. No, and we, and it's that's not our responsibility. Right. Our responsibility is to plant the seed. Our and responsibility, our responsibility as believers is to spread the gospel. Yes, show the love and and I've always said um and I even got flack for this one time is if I have the opportunity to express my faith, explain my relationship with Jesus and why I believe, right? Share the good news of the gospel. It is then up to the person who hears it and to receive it to make a decision. Mm-hmm. It's yes. not up to me to force them or to coerce them or to guilt them oh, no. into following Jesus. And I've gotten a lot. I've I've gotten a lot of flack for that because my response is, or the you know, my responsibility is to tell you what you do with that information. That's between you and God. It has nothing to do with me. I've done my part. Mm-hmm. And I, I had somebody come up and say, "Well, you just don't care about other people." It's like, well, if I didn't care, I wouldn't tell you about Jesus. Now, would I? I would <laughs> keep it to myself. Well, now I, I just told <laughs> one of my friends. Um, 
She she grew up in church, but she just doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. And we talk about Jesus, and she doesn't mind me, you know, right. talking about Jesus with her. And I just don't want her to feel like, you know, I am just like bashing her over the head with my Bible and all this. But I just want her to know how good it is to have Jesus in your heart. And she Mm -hmm. understands that. And I love that she understands it. And I can tell her, you know, I was having the roughest bout of anxiety last week. And I didn't want to get out of bed. And girl, I just laid there and I just said, God, I am not having a good day. I'm not going to get out this bed. And I just prayed on that thing for a little while. And I just laid there, and it's just like the Holy Spirit was like, girlfriend, you better get on up. (laughs) And I was like, I laid there for another 30 minutes, girl. And let me tell you, the next thing I know, I was up. I had my makeup on. I was out and about. And I was like, that won't nothing but Jesus. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what? I was like, that is nothing but Jesus. And she was like, so Jesus does that. I was like, I I can't explain it, but when I tell you I was not going to get out of the bed and I prayed and I was like, that is nothing but Jesus. When things like that happen, girl, that is why you need him in your life. Exactly. And I could just see her eyes light up. And so that's why I keep talking to Mm -hmm. her. That's why I, I feel like that's why the Holy Spirit puts certain people on our hearts to pray for and to talk about. But I never want to say, you know, you know where you're going if you don't, mm." you know, I never want to do that to people. There is. But I feel like we do have a responsibility as Christians to pay attention when the Holy Spirit puts on our heart to share, to share the gospel with people. But I think we should do it in a way that we're not, you know, judgy and beating people up, if that makes sense. It makes complete sense because there is a time and a place for letting somebody know the honesty and the truth of making an eternal decision. Mm -hmm. Because this is a very serious issue. Yeah. Yes, your decision about your relationship with Jesus does mean whether or not you are in smoking or non-smoking, okay? <laughs> that is a very serious decision to I make. And not with you. <clears throat> and sometimes it is important to express the severity of the situation. But most of the time, it is an opportunity to just touch, just put a seed in their heart, just express. Like you said, there are days when I can't do it. But because I pray and I ask God for the strength and I ask Jesus to give me guidance, the next thing I know, I can do it. Mm -hmm. That's what you express. And then let that seep. Let the Holy Spirit massage and work on their heart. That is the most effective thing. And and it's called discernment, you know? Yeah. You can't, most of the time, look, if somebody were trying to encourage you to eat broccoli, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What would work better? Eat broccoli or you are going to have a horrible diet. You are just going <laughs> to you're going to have disease, you're not going to be healthy. It's horrible. Eat it or don't eat it. Yeah. Or if they were to say, "You know, this broccoli helps me feel better. This broccoli is delicious. Mm-hmm. This broccoli is the best vegetable I have ever had in my life." 
you know what? Why don't you try it? See if you like it. Which approach works better? Exactly. And, you know, sometimes me spreading the gospel Mm -hmm. is me shaking my head at you and going like, you need Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix It podcast is brought to you by Mardell Christian and Education Stores. And anybody who knows Jess knows that I love a deal and mm-hmm. I love a bargain. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get bargains at Mardell like toys for the kiddos and, and maybe you too. And things like <laughs> Melissa and Doug and Science and Craft Activity Kits. They're all 30% off. And not to, not to mention best-selling books, 40 to 50% off every day. And all others, 20% off. Uh, yes, please. Hello. You can also find Mardell exclusive brands in their education, church supply, and gift departments like Renewing Minds and The Brainery. You can view their week- weekly ad and what's on sale anytime by downloading the Mardell app. Try the Peas and Carrots podcast for more encouragement. Brian and Kayla share life from their piece of the vegetable patch. Expect to laugh, find common ground, and hear stories you can't wait to share. It's a podcast about doing life together, growing in Christ together, and learning to laugh no matter what comes your way. Search Peas and Carrots Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts today.